A light snow was falling outside, cascading down past the windows of this broadcast studio. It adds to the blanket that already covers Elm Lake, shrouding our community with a thickening wool of silence. Light reflects off of the snow cover, bouncing back to create a brighter winter night than we had grown used to. It's been falling for days now, slow, steady, consistent. It remains undisturbed by the citizens of Elm Lake, who have been remaining indoors, listening to small, quiet voices call to them. I am calling from Elm Lake. In many ways, I'm glad that I was able to turn the studio into a home away from home. I haven't felt like trudging back out into the streets. My limbs feel heavy, unwilling to support my own weight for too long. The snow continues to fall, but I haven't left the studio since before it started covering our streets. I can only guess how deep it's truly gotten. I've remained inside, shut away from the rest of Elm Lake and what creature comforts I have in my home. The doll has consumed my focus. I still don't know how they got here, or what purpose they serve, but I haven't been able to take my attention off of the doll for long. The mere thought of leaving the studio and its immediate vicinity fills me with a dread that I can't quite put into words. It holds some power over me, and I don't know for certain that it is just the result of an overactive imagination. If I look away from them for too long, it almost feels as though it's peering at me, its eyes boring into my soul. I thought once I caught a glimpse of its painted lips curling into something approaching a sneer. I definitely haven't slept enough, and I'm probably not doing the best job of keeping myself fed and hydrated either. That's all seemed less important in the face of the doll. I still haven't been able to puzzle out how the doll arrived at the studio in the first place. I know the building was locked, and I'm fairly certain that I'm the only one who has a key. It was left here, sitting on the stool, almost lovingly placed just for me. And yet, when I look into its glass eyes, I don't see love. I see something seething, boiling under the surface. I sense a malice that is barely contained.
I'm not crazy. At least, I don't think I am. I'm fairly certain that I have all of my faculties and that my experiences with the doll have been true. It would actually be easier to think that I have lost my mind because that would give an explanation for the existence of the doll, the feeling of dread, and the fact that sometimes when I close my eyes, I almost feel as though I'm suddenly looking at myself through a pair of glass orbs sitting in a carved face. In those moments, I don't feel the dread. Instead, I feel something approaching pity. I see my own form moving haphazardly around the studio space, nibbling on crackers, taking small sips of water. I know it isn't real, and that I'm merely letting my fancies take their own form. But it feels so true that it's hard to shake. So I continue to stare at the doll. I don't know what need it fulfills, what want it satisfies, or what fear it embodies. For its part, it stares back at me, unmoving, without expression. <sighs> that last part should go without saying. Yet. The snow continues to fall outside my windows. I've kept indoors, not wanting to deal with the sudden change in the weather. I'm sure it's beautiful outside, a covering of white to conceal all of the dirty secrets of Elm Lake. I don't allow myself to think about it too seriously. After all, I have my own secrets thanks to the bunker, and a part of me worries that dwelling on the snow would cover those as well. This might seem comforting, but I know that snow always melts, and whatever it buried is uncovered for all to see. I don't know if there's a way to restore memories to those who have been reset, but I'm not eager to find out anytime soon. Instead, between housework meant to keep my mind occupied, I have been spending time with my doll from the glass eye. She sits quietly most of the time. I have created a small box for her to sleep in, but it feels strange putting her into a box. Instead, she spends the nights at the foot of my bed. One morning, I awoke and found that she was next to me, her head resting on the pillow, but I must have just moved her in my sleep. People have done stranger things when not fully conscious. Yes. I did say that she sleeps. It just feels right and appropriate. There's something about her that is so very close to humanity. I know that she was crafted and apparently specifically crafted just for me, but my mind cannot rationalize that she is anything other than a living, breathing creature. There's often a sadness in her glass eyes. Her lips pursed into something approaching a frown. She enjoys when I brush her hair and I make certain to set a place for her at the dinner table whenever I get hungry. Before you think I've lost my mind, I don't give her food. 
naturally. That would be wasteful, and I have tried to create a life that is as empty of waste as possible, but when one has a guest for dinner and expects to have conversation, it is best for one to set the place. I wouldn't want my guest to feel like she didn't belong. Admittedly, the conversation has been one-sided, but by speaking with her, I've been able to work out some of the conflicts in my own mind. Something is happening to Elm Lake. Something is looming. Buildings are changing. People are hiding inside of their homes. These dolls are a part of it, or they are all of it. And there may be a way out, a way into a safer space in existence. I feel it prickling at the back of my mind, a, a barely recognized memory. Perhaps she'll have answers for me tonight. It's almost time to sit down for a meal. It's strange. For the first time that I can remember, I haven't really been wandering the streets at night. I haven't put my basket on my arm, and I haven't traveled to find what small curiosities I can. At first I chalked it up to the snow falling, but I've never been one to shy away from weather before. At least I don't think I have. I'm sure I'd remember something like that, wouldn't I? No, instead of walking at night, I've been staying in, admiring the treasures I've already collected creating stories about what they all mean, the lives that they touched before they were abandoned, and the feeling of relief when I rescued them. Creating stories for these inanimate objects has been fulfilling, giving me a sense of purpose that I didn't even know I was missing. And that's when I look at my doll. I've told her all of the stories, of course, and I've changed them when she's given what feels like a disparaging glance. She moves, almost imperceptibly, and a large part of me is desperate for her approval. I don't know why, exactly. She's just a doll. She doesn't have autonomy, she can't actually do anything. But I don't want to disappoint her. Maybe it's my own self-isolation that has caused it. I haven't seen anyone from Elm Lake in what feels like months. Even my visits to the Glass Eye felt like a disconnect, where I wasn't able to establish a true human connection. It would only make sense to try to channel that into something that at least looks human-like. And a doll is, if nothing else, something that feels like a safe outlet. I can unload my secrets, my fears, and my desires, and know that they aren't going to go anywhere. Dolls don't have the capacity to betray. Betray. That's an odd word to think of. I don't think I've experienced anything approaching betrayal before, and yet that word jumped out at me. It feels appropriate, even if it is strange. Maybe I do need to get back out into Elm Lake. I'm feeling a need to wander the streets. Oh, of course you'll come with me. Let me just open the door. Huh. Snow. Still falling. 
in gentle flakes, the streets covered in a thick blanket of the stuff. A small wind stirs up drifts here and there along the streets that I can see. No footprints. No disturbances in the snow, which seems to indicate that no one has left since it started falling. But when was that? A week ago? Two? And not a single person has wandered out? Something feels off about this entire thing. And that's when I notice something across the street. Actually, a number of somethings, if I'm being honest. It finally strikes me that keeping myself in my home is no different than the box I was trapped in the first time I was inside the bunker. The isolation was crippling then, and it may seem safer now because uh, the confines are so familiar. I cannot allow myself to be trapped again, no matter how soothing it may seem. I fought hard to escape once, admittedly getting help. Now I am on my own, and I cannot let myself be locked down again. I open my door, prepared to head out into Elm Lake. I notice that there are no footprints in the snow and that all of the lights on the nearby houses are dark. Is everyone locked in with their own dolls? Are they being swayed by these creations in the same way that I was? I look across the street trying to see if I can spot any sign of life. That's when my eyes fall upon what has been gathered nearby. I'm running low on supplies. I was able to make the studio into a pseudo home, but it isn't actually home. I have largely depleted the foodstuffs that I brought with me, even though I was rationing them almost as though I knew I would be here longer than anticipated. I need to leave, gather new materials, and perhaps return. I'll leave the doll behind because they aren't equipped for the winter weather or the chill. I head to the door of the building and see that snow is still lightly falling outside. It's almost as though Elm Lake has been placed inside of a snow globe and it's constantly being shaken up. I pull my coat on and get prepared to head out into the world, leaving my own doll waiting for me. Outside of the door, I see them, staring at me, with no signs to how they arrived. Everywhere I look, there are dolls, and they've been waiting. Calling from Elm Lake, episode 39, The Dolls Arise, was written and produced by Sean Monahan. The voice of Elm Lake is Sean Monahan. The voice of Jenny Fowler is Emma Sala. The voice of Amelia Ashford is Maddie Stewart. Opening and closing themes written and performed by Sean Monahan. 
All other music written and performed by Matt McKinnis. Find out more at machinistmusic.com. Thank you for listening to our ongoing tale. If you've enjoyed our story so far, please leave a rating and review. Word of mouth will help us continue to grow and unfold new stories within our universe. You can also join us at www.patreon.com slash callingfromelmlake to help support us as independent artists carving out our own space in this creative world. Winter is often categorized as a peaceful time, but it carries its own level of dread underneath that veneer. The blankets of snow silence all but the loudest of terrors, giving cover to the quieter ones that slink through the night. The crack of breaking ice shudders through the air, giving extra weight to the possibilities of disaster. And, as for those who choose to wander through the coldest, starkest times of the year, they carry something deep within them that is hard to categorize, and their abilities should never be taken for granted.